Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're going to be talking about the legend of the legendary heroes. (laughs) Well, not as good as I was hoping it was going to be. I apologize for my choice, although I think you're holding out on me a little bit. You have uh, disclosed to me that you may or may not have witnessed this before. I have. I actually, uh, a few episodes into watching this, I actually remember it about six, seven years ago. I actually had watched this very series. Now, the series revolves around Reiner, Lou, and Ferris Eris. Uh, as well as Sion Astal, who are the three main characters in this uh, series. Now, it starts off with Reiner and Ferris on a journey to find what are called hero artifacts or uh, hero relics. Hero relics. Um, basically, they're, they're magical items that are of unique power and of unique origin. They are also basically lost and they're thought to have uh, been nothing but mere legend. And it starts off with them actually coming across at, at the end of the first episode. It starts with, it ends with them coming across where one of the artifacts would be and then waking up an ancient beast and then just turning around and walking away and, and shrugging it off. One of the things that I really enjoy in the, the first episode of the series, you are immediately shown that they have specific goal in mind, that they are they're there for a purpose. They also show that there is a very comedic and unique relationship in between Reiner and Ferris, and they also point out that there are other characters that are connected to Reiner, either directly or indirectly. All in the first episode, so they lay down the groundwork. They show you that there's going to be a very unique relationship, and it's although a comedic one, but a a a relationship that you can really understand right off the bat. Now, <laughs> I I'm a huge fan of wordplay, and I kind of at first didn't under didn't get it, but I listened to the English version, and the more they said it, the more it kind of made funny sense to me so eris or rather ferris is actually uh play on words and i in my opinion she is the fairest eris well out of, out of everyone available but given her name you are basically told from the very beginning that she's from a very wealthy well-off family not so much that she's a very from a very wealthy and and uh well-off family um it's and this is one of the things that I enjoyed about the series is after you're given the groundwork for Reiner Ferris and what their mission is in the very beginning, it backtracks to where Reiner and Scion 
the other main character first meet, and they meet in the military academy. And you learn a little bit about Reiner's past uh, in the beginning, and and it it's, plays a big part in his personality and how he does everything all the way throughout the series and, and his whole motivation for everything. And, and they also reference this several times throughout. Yeah. It felt like it was pulling really hard from um, St. Senya, I think is how it's pronounced. But you've got the trio, if you will. The two boys and the girl that's torn between them, essentially. Uh, except in this particular case, the woman is gravitating towards one more than the other. Super hard. Well, she doesn't even gravitate towards Scion at all. She just guards him and protects him because that's what her brother, Lucille, always tells her to do. But her primary purpose is actually to be around Reiner and protect him and make sure that he doesn't run away or do something stupid. And so they start developing this really unique bond and relationship. Now, Reiner also ends up enchanting a couple other people for for his ability just to be himself. And people can actually see that he is truly uh when it comes when it comes to concern for other people and for those around him that they they are able to see that he truly is like that and he worries about everyone uniquely that's a very good way to put it uniquely cuz he goes through a metamorphosis throughout the entire show if you and it's frustrating because he's one way to to Reiner and I I personally think this is his true self coming through where he's very loving caring and compassionate and he shows Reiner one side and then in the same literally the same episode he goes from being kind and awesome and just caring to signing a death note for him like hey if he does this kill him on site and i i didn't understand that so i think I, it's a great description of for scion but when i was talking about how he truly cares and how these other women are also in love and care deeply for him i wasn't talking about scion i was talking about reiner oh because no no other w- women there really truly deeply care for him it, it's it's reiner a milk uh, one of the supporting female characters, she is in love with Reiner and she wanted Reiner to promise her that they would get married if they made it through alive. He never promised her, but in her mind, they made that connection that, that they are going to get married. And gotcha. I didn't see that at first. Really? Because she said it a couple of different times. And then Ferris keeps joking with milk saying that, he is a pervert, he's devious, he goes around uh, trying to kidnap young girls, and Reiner keeps going out and impregnating all these women, and he has all these illegitimate children, and that's who she was actually transporting, were two of his illegitimate children. And so Milk gets upset and starts attacking Reiner about uh, <laughs> like 13 episodes okay, into yeah. it. Right? And, and that's what that, that whole, now, yeah. so that's what that whole whole deal is. And I, I always wondered why she kept calling him a pervert. And she says originally, he's like, okay, 
one question. What? And she goes, yes, pervert. And he goes, make that two questions. One, why are you calling me a pervert? And then she goes something along the lines of, I've done my research on you and I've seen your exploits. Yeah. Which they don't delve into. They don't at all like what she possibly found to lead her to that. Well, which I thought was real interesting. Well, the other thing is, is I believe how it actually is. And, and the, this series is based on a manga that originally came out in 2002 and, and, and it is based heavily on that. And so it's a lot of the context and a lot of the understanding for it is going to be based around that, which I haven't read. I, I really do plan on reading it after having just watched this again. Um, but that's that's where a lot of the context I feel is going to come through. But one of the points is... Uh, when Reiner is signing paperwork about three quarters of the way, he falls down because he's just so exhausted. And Ferris gets up, runs over to him and says, I, you can't die. You promised me once we came down the mountain that you would marry me and we would be happy together and everything like that. And his exact response was, oh, that's how this one's going to play out this time. Okay. And then he starts playing along and he says, oh, I'm dead. And so that's that's the whole point. In her mind, it's not that she actually found or did research or anything like that. It's she has this whole scenario, this whole story played out in her head, in her mind. And and that's just how it goes for her. She's having fun with it. She's had this uh point where she constantly tells a story about Reiner and it's always changing. It's always ever changing throughout the whole thing and she even tells and Ferris tells her sister that she shouldn't let Reiner touch her because she will get pregnant. We all know that's not true. Even Ferris knows that's not true, but that's the story that she decided to tell. And so she sticks with all these different perverted stories with the exception of one episode where he falls down and she says we were supposed to get married and blah, 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 blah. So that's, that's how that whole plays out. Eric, uh, I, I believe that is a defense mechanism for Ferris because of what happened to her. So you learn about Reiner's uh, upbringing. He's an orphan, grew up in a war-torn area. He was put through several different military, harsh, horrid military training and camps and everything. And you also learn that he is considered a monster because of the type of magic he has, which is an alpha stigma. Ferris is actually a product of incest. Her parents were siblings. Really? Yes. See, I did not know that. Yeah, it's in a it it's in the episode where they discuss her background and a little bit and they show the scene where she's sitting there training with her mother and father and she falls and they said it looks like you are a fa- failure. And we will have to just use you. And his father, her father was actually about to rape her. And I did. I did see that part. Her brother comes in and essentially plays Captain Savaho. But yeah, her parents were siblings. I did not. I did not know that part. I, I did realize they were about to rape her and use her blood, if you will, to generate a new. Air, but I thought that 
maybe they had been, I don't know. There was something unique about her, like, heritage, because her, I guess, uncle and mother and, and aunt and father, I, I don't know how you want to even say that, her mom and dad, um, were extremely well-versed in some kind of either martial art or weaponry or something. And her brother, I don't know what you want to call him, an interdimensional being of some kind. I, You don't really know what he is, but he can float in and out of like realms, but he's tied to certain spots. One of the things that they reference, including just before he kills the mother and father, um, and it's referenced a couple times, including at the end, he, he basically took on a very particular curse, a, a, a particular skill set that, that curses him so that way he actually can't leave the kingdom where, where uh, Sion is. So he, he is forever bound to there, and he is basically all-powerful in there, but he can never leave. So it's a catch, right? Well, Catch-22. Exactly. It's a catch-22. So so you never really, truly understand exactly what's going on with him other than he is cursed. And it's and it's a curse that basically gives him a magnificent amount of power. He, he can't be, be touched, basically, and he can destroy almost anything, including what other uh, people are not able to fight against. He's, he says, those are toys to me. Those mean nothing. So does that mean he's very similar to an alpha stigma in that sense? I ask because when you had the internal monologue and the internal fight with Reiner Lute, where he meets his mother, which was confusing as all, and he meets his father, who's, I guess, the alpha of some kind. Really weird. Um, they kind of mishmashed a whole bunch of stuff in the last two or three episodes. Very rushed. I wish they had more time um, I actually disagree with you uh, in the fact that it was very rushed. It wasn't rushed in the sense that, oh, they just mismatched it all together to try and turn out an ending. <sighs> I I would argue against that. Um, they did some groundwork leading up to it, and then they're getting to a point or, or to a climax where it is about to go even faster, but they are trying to reel in a little bit so that way you can go, okay, I understand a little bit what's going on because they don't have much details about it. And I also have a feeling that a lot of the stuff that they're discussing here would be discussed or, or, or brought back up again later on in some other episodes, much like how how what happened in the first episode that was brought up again later on and everything that goes on they do reference back to it at a later point so they they bring okay. you something to your attention they they make this known that this is a crucial point or that this needs to be known and then they move forward and then they reference back to it so like when they were talking about the uh different types of eyes right for the alpha stigmas you have different types well they referenced saying, well, there's all kinds of rumors in this neighboring country about the different types of eyes there are. No one knows about the different types of eyes. They just know about the one type, and you just know about the one type. But then you start learning about three-quarters through it that there's another type, and they reference back to it again. 
And so they show uh, one of the sub characters, and I forget the name, um, but they show her looking through a book and she sees different eyes. Well, you learn that there are several different types of eyes. One that's able to see and peer into the dreams and, and understand what's going on. And another one where they're able to absorb magic to heal quickly and give themselves basically super speed and strength. But it's not just magic they're able to absorb. They're able to absorb people. So if they don't have any magic, they will literally, like a zombie, can eat them and it will actually heal them. Which is a little gross. I'm not going to lie, that's a little gross. But they did reference the different eyes a couple times throughout. And then you get to the point to where all the different types of eyes are made known. Kind of. So his eyes aren't a normal alpha stigma. His is the solver of all formulas. So his stigma isn't normal in the sense that he can use any magic. He can use any magic and then he can disintegrate anything because he knows or is able to figure out all the all the formulas. And then you're led to believe that they're the other half at the end, the other half of him is with Scion because they go through a story where a devil and a black knight are fighting and the black knight are fighting and the devil says, since you are my best friend, I will let you take the half of me. And it was the, uh, the caster of all formulas or, or the creator of all formulas and the other half, which was the solver of all formulas. He gives that other half to him to help, complete whatever it was the Dark Knight was trying for. And they're trying to fold those in because it's going to play a bigger part later on down the line. And you see this, especially during the last two episodes, where they, yes, leave it open with a very clear-cut, defined direction as to where they are going, but a uh, but an open ending nonetheless. So that way it's, hey, we want to come back for a second season. We would love to be able to come back and do a second season and, and wrap up the whole story. But if we are not able to come back and do a second season, you know this is where we're going to have to, you're going to have to start reading from for the manga if you want to have the continuation of the story and to wrap it up. Now, my question with that, I can, yeah, I, I see how they're trying to push, hey, you should absolutely read this. I, I My question with that is, why... It seems like it should be a very popular thing, a very popular anime. What brings the studio to make the decision not to bring it back? Because as I said, it, it seemed popular. It seems like it could go on for at least another 24 episodes. It would be nice to have that kind of closure that I wouldn't have to go seek myself. It would be nice. Um, I, I agree. It would be nice. But uh, one of the reasons why a lot of studios don't continue on is because yeah, it seems like it's really popular, but through merchandising, sales, traction more so in Japan than here in the U.S., uh, the overall want for it, feedback from the community, all that really dictates on whether or not a series will continue on on top of the publishers for it. And if that's something they want to continue on based on the feedback that they're getting or, or the uh, producers, I should say, on that. So if, if they're not gaining enough traction on it or if there's not enough want for it in their area, 
especially at the time of it being made, then they just cut ties and run. One of the anime that I truly loved, one of the series that I actually really loved, it ran 52 episodes long, Subasa Chronicles. It actually ended because they ended up losing funding, and so they couldn't continue on. So they 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 left it so open, and there were so many things that they were going to do. It was actually supposed to run for much longer than just 52 episodes, but because they lost the funding and the publishers didn't want to continue on with it or the producers didn't want to continue on with it, it just ended up stopping. And so at least in this regard, it ran its course. It ran for uh, 24 episodes, and it gave it an ending, an open ending, but ending with direction and they do have the manga that is completed. So I do plan on going, I do plan on going and reading it so that way I can get the closure that I love. But usually that's what ends up happening to my understanding. I mean, that makes sense. Attack on Titan originally had that. Um, I want to say product model where it was amazing to see. And then they're like, hey, you want to see the rest? Go read the manga. And it encouraged a lot of people to do that, and myself included. This doesn't have that oomph behind it. This didn't have the shock value and or the the want, I guess. Yeah, the want. Now, what did you think about the duality of the king? Uh, The light side and the dark side. I found that to be pretty interesting and also a... Usual trope on, uh, you know, the good versus the bad, the dark versus light. It's a usual internal conflict on what's going on. And I have a feeling that that is a result of what Lucille, Ferris's brother, did to him when he walked into the specific door. And at the end of the second episode or the last episode, um, when uh, the person comes out of Reiner while Reiner and Sion are fighting, she says, let him go, release him because you do not need him and he's not prepared. He's not ready for anything. And 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 they make references to a lot of uh, future content that would be available, you know, in the manga. But it is, it plays to, to the common. It's like you ha- always have two sides to every coin. And for him, it was whether or not he wanted to kill Reiner, whether or not Reiner was an obstacle in his path, and whether or not he was doing the right thing, and the pressures of it constantly beating on him just, you know, eventually took its toll. This is interesting, but my my thought on the matter isn't that it this the light and dark was always there. I have a feeling that when he was presented with the door and went through what came out was not necessarily scion in the truest sense of the word. What came out was an infection that he was trying to fight the entire time. Unfortunately, only to fail. I think that it was because whenever you see them talking to each other, it's always very standoffish and very submit or or be taken over you know what i mean yeah it was it was always a personality that was that was contradictory to his own one that did not necessarily believe in the same end as he did the means were like night and day different 
And I would want to say that when he was presented with that door and he went through, uh, one of those evil beings from the story where the hero was killing came back with him. A personality, if you will. Something to be reborn, if that makes any sense. If that's how they were going. Because I can definitely see them going that route. Well... Alas, those questions shall remain unanswered, at least as far as today is concerned. So, uh, how about we give this a rating on a scale of 0 to 5? How would you rate this? Okay. So, animation, I would give this a solid 4.5. It was really well done. You could pause it at almost any moment, and you would not see any distortion, any laziness in the drawing, which is something huge for me. Um, for the potential solid five, it has the ability to go way farther than I was expecting it to. At first, I thought it was going to be a shonen style fight genre where it it's battle after battle, fight after fight, no real progression, but it didn't go that way at all. It was extremely comical i loved the comedic effect mixed in with the drama so that that's a solid game game on for that i liked it um overall i would probably say 4.2 all right i'd watch it again and i'd recommend it to others i just wish there was more yeah i uh, i echo that uh for me i would say i give it a 3.75 and the reason why I give it a 3.75 is because the animation, it's beautiful. I like how it sets up everything. It's It flows all the way through, and you understand what's going on more so for the first three quarters of it, less so for the second, for the last quarter of it, mainly because they, they did start wrapping it up, and they definitely, you could feel that they were definitely pushing you towards, hey, we're not going to run the whole series through and you're going to need to go read the manga. And then obviously the ending being an open ending, but at least they gave it a clear direction. They gave it a, a purpose and, and a reason as to where you're going to go for the next series or or for the rest of the material, you know? And for that, I got to go with a 3.75 for for mine. That's respectable. It's a lot better than some, worse than others. Indeed. So much like the anime. Yeah. 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 It it, it was a solid anime. It, it 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 definitely had a story, but I it left me wanting more. And and the end could have been so much better. So much better. Yeah. Oh, well. So, do you have any idea of what you'd like next week? Yes. What kind of slice of life you're going to throw at us this time? <laughs> well, let's see here. How about my roommate is a cat? Oh, no. Is that done yet? I yeah. thought that just came out. No, my roommate is a cat is only uh, 12 episodes long. <laughs> I've been avoiding this one, mainly because I think the premise seems a bit uh, mundane. Let's say. I think that's a good way to put it. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, this one came up on uh, the next random wheel of uh, all that is great and wonderful in the world of randomness. 
It is uh, 12 episodes long, and it ran for the winter season, so it ran from January to March. Yep, and, it was just, it literally just finished. Yep, and it's a uh, slice of life comedy, your favorite genre, slice of life there. Uh-huh. Go figure. It'll be all right. It, I'm I'm actually interested in seeing how this one plays out, especially since I have a couple of cats my own on my own. So we'll see if it's just as annoying in real life or or in uh in this slice of life anime as it is in real life. Until next time. Later. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.